joining us today on episode number 177 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we are going to be talking about your best running year ever. We want to help you make 2021 the best running year of your life. So today we're talking about the three things that you need to think about when you start to plan the year and plan out how you want to train yourself. This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we're your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So 2020 is finally coming to an end. I know there's been a lot of people that have been looking forward to the end of this year. Which is weird because before 2020, everyone's looking forward to the year. Like, oh, 2020, it's going to be amazing. Yeah. Well, now we're all looking forward to 2021. Okay. So regardless of how 2020 was for you, it's time to take a, you know, stop, right? Let's take a stop. Let's think about 2020 in terms of your life, of course, but also in terms of your running. How did 2020 go for you? Are you happy with where your running was in 2020? Are there things that you wish you would have done differently? Obviously, there was a lot of things out of our control with races being canceled and all of that. But because of that, or in spite of that, what happened with your running? You know, were you able to still maintain consistency? Did you fall off the wagon? And if so, why did that happen? Right. There's a lot of people that changed the way they trained over the course of this year in good and bad ways. Maybe races disappeared and so they fell off. Maybe races disappeared and so they trained in a way that they've never trained before. That's a lot of what we're covering today is that the ways that you can train with or without a race on the schedule so that you're really just training to optimize you as a runner. Right. And we believe that there are three main areas that you need to train in order to have the best running year of your life. Okay. So today we're going to go into detail on those three things that are critical to your success, not only for 2021, but for the rest of your running career and your running life. So we did a live webinar this past Tuesday. So we are going to be putting that recording in. So thank you to all of those that joined us live. And if you missed it, this is your perfect chance to catch it um, with the replay here. So I did forget to hit record right at the beginning of the webinar. I was supposed to remind her, so we just missed just a little bit at the beginning, but you missed a lot of the intro of, hey, how you guys doing? Right. You didn't miss a lot here. So you're going to be kind of coming in um, a little, a couple minutes into the webinar, but the, the majority, everything important is still in there. So sit back, take a listen, and let's make 2021 the best running year of your life. Okay. We also want to feel good about ourselves. Okay. So as runners, we want to feel good about ourselves. I think that's one of the main reasons that we run, right? We want to feel good about ourselves. We want to feel strong. We want to feel healthy. Um, We want to feel challenged and accomplished, right? We want to overcome these obstacles, right? These do things that we maybe didn't think that we could do before. And have a strong body that is not limited, that you're not feeling like you can't keep up with the people around you, whether it's your kids or simply the other people in your life. Like you want to be able to go out and do things and not be limited from pain and injury and just not being healthy enough to keep up with the people in your life. Right. Because as runners, especially as we start to get older, right? People always talk about, oh, their knees are feeling this or their bodies. Always the knees, right? right? Always (laughs) the knees, right? And running is actually not bad for your knees. Okay. And we're not going into that today. All right. So, but what is it that we want to do, right? We don't want to be limited as we get older because we want to do what we want to do. We want to live the life we want to live, whether that means, you know, running around with your kids, picking up your grandkids, getting down on the floor and playing with your grandkids. Like we all see people in our lives where their health and their bodies are starting to give out on them. 
and they're not able to do the things that they want to do. So I think that that's one of the big reasons that we as runners do what we're doing because we want to stay healthy. We want to live longer, healthier lives, and we want to be able to do what we want to do and not feel limited in any way. Of course. That's why the list goes in a big giant loop because ultimately you all want to get healthier and get more fit. Right. But the issue is that sometimes, even though we want all of these things, there's a lot of problems that plague runners. And a lot of times they're the same problems that we've here time and time again, right? We've been doing this for a lot of years and it always kind of comes down to some main things. Lack of motivation, Mm -hmm. which I I love this picture for this slide. It is spot on lack of motivation because look at her. She's got her running shorts on and yet she's still just sitting there taking a nap because there's just (laughs) the complete lack of motivation for her. Right. So lack of motivation, right? Pain and injury. Okay. This is another thing that tends to plague a lot of runners. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, so I get this totally, right? Like I've been treating runners and injured runners for over a decade, almost 15 years now, which is crazy. Um, But I see it, right? People that train incorrectly end up with pain and injury. And that pain and injury ends up limiting them and restricting them from running and doing the things that they want to do. And of course, there's the boredom, which kind of is connected to the motivation, but it also connects to this complete lack of enjoyment. Like yeah. running is supposed to be a fun activity. Mm-hmm. It's not just going out there purely for the sake of physical health. There should be some fun and enjoyment to it, right. whether there's a race or not, however you're doing it. It should be a fun activity. Right. And even if you are consistently running, but you're not enjoying it, like how long do you really think that that's going to last? (laughs) Right. Like, I think that people get into it and they're like, ah, maybe I'll start to like it. I don't like it now, but like they never really develop that joy or that love of running and they want it. Like I've talked to a lot of people that want the runner's high. They want to love running, but they just don't. Right. And so that is definitely a problem because how motivated are you going to be if you don't enjoy doing it? Right. Tough to experience the runner's high when you're not having fun during your run. And then the biggest problem, I think this is kind of what all, it all kind of filters down to this, right. Of course. Is that you're not seeing results. You're not making the progress that you want to make. Right. And so that gets very frustrating. Like, why are we going to do things that are constantly frustrating? Like we have enough frustrating things in our lives, right? Running should not be one of those things. That's also adding frustration and confusion. And like, you're not understanding why you're not getting better. Right. If you feel like you're banging your head against a wall, eventually you're going to stop doing it. No matter how much motivation (laughs) you have, you're going to stop banging your head up against the wall and try some other activity. If it's not fun, if it's always causing pain, you're just not getting the results. Yeah. So let us know in the chat, like, can you relate to this or or do any of you have any of these issues? Like, what would you say your biggest issue with running is right now? Let us know in the chat. We'd like to hear from you because obviously there's a reason that you jumped on to this live broadcast today, right? Best running year ever. Best running year ever. I want that, right? Don't we all want that? But like, there's something getting in your way. So what is that thing? Let us know because we'd love to hear it. Okay. So we've got great news. (laughs) You're just doing it wrong, right? So if you're suffering from all of these problems, lack of motivation, pain and injury, boredom, not getting results, you're just doing it wrong. Like it doesn't mean that running's not for you. It doesn't mean that you're not a runner. It doesn't mean that you're not a good runner. It just means that you're not, you haven't found the right system yet. You haven't found the right way to do it so that you can 
be consistent and get all those results that you're looking for. Which is helpful because that means that all you have to do is shift to the way that you're doing it right. and then you'll be doing it right. Exactly. And it'll be so much more fun. And that's what we're here to talk to you guys about today. We're going to show you the right way to do it, the way that's going to work for you. Okay. Especially if things in the past have not. So let's first start out and talk about the mistakes. Okay. That many runners are making. These are the mistakes that we see time and time again. And these are a lot of the things that are holding runners back from achieving the things that they want to achieve. Um, Angelina's from Ireland, got back into running this year and achieved it. Now I'm training for a 22 K fantastic. Yeah. Steve, you started, you spent too long injured. Um, haven't we all, haven't we all? Well, (laughs) we're going to show you a better way today. Yeah. And hi, Joseph from Pennsylvania. Nice to see you. Yeah. Too many, too many years injured and, Mm -hmm. you know, connect with a a physical therapist, Mary, or in fact, (laughs) Yes, we are married. It really helps things, helps the the training correctly. We probably should have introduced ourselves at the beginning, but we just were so excited to talk to you guys about this that we're um, very excited to just get in here and get into the training, right? So just as a quick introduction for those of you that might not know us, we're Kevin and Angie Brown. We are the creators of Real Life Runners um, and the Real Life Runners podcast. I'm a doctor of physical therapy. Kevin is a head uh, running coach for a very long time. And together we've created a training system that works for real life runners, just like you, so that you can run faster and longer without pain and actually achieve the things that you want to achieve in your running. So let's talk about the mistakes that many runners are making. Some of the mistakes mistakes that we've gone through, and we would like to help you get out of those mistakes a lot quicker than we did. Right. So I know I lived with some of them for a while. Yeah. So we're not just going to talk about the mistakes today. We're also going to talk about what you need to do to help fix them. Okay. So runner mistake number one is what I like to call the law of the twos, right? You're Which doing... is funny because it's runner mistake number one, because it's so important that you have to put it first, even though it's the law of the twos. <laughs> so a, ba- a lot of runners come out and they start running too hard. They start doing too much and they're, they start doing it too soon. Okay. And what a lot of runners don't understand is that running hard or running harder is not the key to success because what happens a lot of times you start running, right? Um, so let us know in the chat, how did you get into running? Like, did you get into running earlier in life or did you get into running later in life because you wanted to kind of improve your health, improve your fitness? So a lot of times what we see is runners that want to get into running to help improve their health and their fitness, they get in it and they just start going, right? Because running is one of those things that is very simple. Like you just have to put on some shoes and head out the door. Right. But it's not easy. And a lot of people don't understand the exact balance and the right way to train. Well, runner mistake one here is really the mistake of hoping for immediate gratification. Mm -hmm. And it says that I'm going to get into it and I'm just going to start pushing. And as soon as you, you push a little bit, it rewards you. This is the glory of running. When you start up or you come back off of a long break, it Mm -hmm. starts immediately rewarding you with a personal best. Suddenly it's like, Oh, I've never run before. I trained for a little bit. I ran a 5k as fast as I've ever run a 5k. I'm just going to go a little bit more, or I'm going to go a little bit faster. And it's not the safest path because eventually it's going to cause that, that burnout, that injury, Mm -hmm. that just constant frustration because you just keep pushing and pushing is in fact, not the way to get ahead. Right. Not at all. And that's, that's one of the things that a lot of runners don't understand. You know, they just try to keep pushing. Right. So what happens is they get, like Kevin said, they have that initial success and then they kind of start to see a plateau. They kind of see that success start to fall off. So they think they need to keep doing more and more and more, right. It says do 
more mentality that a lot of people have. And that puts them into those injury cycles that unfortunately, so many runners know all too well, right? They try to push harder. They try to run longer mileage. Oh, well, if I'm, if I stop progressing, then I just need to run more, right? Or I need to run faster. So you're increasing either the intensity or the duration of what's going on. And it's not good for the body and the body just kind of starts to rebel and push back. So a lot of runners find that when they do this, it doesn't work for them. Okay. Mistake number two, relying on motivation mm-hmm. as the sole reason to get out the door and, and do it, right. which leads to the issue is you give up because the motivation starts waning on mm-hmm. you. Like they kind of go hand in hand that you need that like motivation, that inspirational song. Like I can run, but only when to get my music going and I really mm-hmm. get into that flow. Cause then I don't even think that I'm running anymore when that motivation wanes, it leads to you giving up before you actually get to those crazy breakthroughs. Right. And, and that's, you know, one of the things that we hear so many times is people like, Oh, I need more motivation, right? Like that motivation, this magical unicorn of motivation is the reason that you're not progressing in your running. And that's just a fallacy. That's just a lie. Like you should not have to rely on motivation to get you out the door. Okay. And there's a way, there's a a system that we teach in with our, our team, with the real life runners training Academy and the training team that really encourage you to number one, like the first and foremost, the number one thing that you need to do is accept your identity as runner. And once you actually believe that you are a runner, which a lot of people have like hesitation to some people like, Oh yeah, I'm a runner or, Oh, well I run, but I'm not really a runner. Yep, right. One. So there's a lot of that. But once you actually accept that indeed you are a runner that wants to improve, then running is just something that you have to do, right? Because then that reinforces your identity of runner. So I, I'm curious if, you know, you're on this call with us, do you consider yourself a runner? Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's a, it's a great one. The, the whole idea of are you a runner or are you a runner that likes to put the qualifiers in there? Right. Because once you fully accept that you're just a runner without any sort of other qualifications mm-hmm. in it, like you said, the motivation disappears because as a runner, there's no concept of giving up too soon mm-hmm. because running is simply what you do as a runner. Right, exactly. And then runner mistake number three, the comparison and copycat trap. Okay, so this is where again, we see a lot of runners falling into, right? They start running and they start comparing themselves to other people. And this is what causes a lot of people to think that they're not a runner. Um, And it also causes people to put qualifiers on themselves. Well, I'm a runner, but I'm a slow runner or I am a 5k runner. Um, So they put some sort of qualifier on it and not, not fully, they don't fully accept like I'm a runner and this is who I am and this is what I do. Yeah. Angelina, that's perfect. Like I'm a runner, but it took a few months to believe it. I think that a lot of people find that. And a lot of people don't even get over that hump, right? They just, they're like, well, I run, but I'm not really a runner, right? Like I can't tell you how many times we've heard that one. Um, So runners that compare themselves to other people, I mean, think about it. That's a surefire way to pull the joy out of anything pretty much. Cause even if you compare yourself to other people that are slower than you, right. Does that really make you feel better about yourself? Like if it does, okay. But like if a lot of times what we do is we compare ourselves to people that are faster than us and they're like, well, I wish I could do that. Or people that run longer than us, right. Like that are um, out there doing half marathons or marathons. And maybe you're only at like a 5k or a 10k. And you're like, oh, I wish I could do that. I could never do something like that. And truth be told, of course you can, right? Like you are 
able to do anything you want to if you do it the right way, if you build up the right way. Like a lot of people try to jump into things and they want to run a marathon and they want to do all these things, but then they don't allow the proper timeline for it. And they push too hard, too much, too soon, and then they get injured and then they just make the conclusion of, oh, I must not be a runner or, oh, I must not be a marathon runner. And again, going back to a few slides ago, you're just doing it wrong. Okay. So if you stop doing that and do it the right way, you can be any, any runner that you want. And there's just a runner, right? So. Yeah. I mean, you can see the, the mistakes kind of blend together. The whole comparison trap of, oh, I want to be able to be as fast as that person or run as far as that person so that I, then I can actually really tell myself I'm a runner because looking at them, Mm -hmm. they look like a runner. So if I could just do what they do, the problem is that you're not that person. You are your own person. You're on your own running journey. Mm -hmm. And so to just try and immediately do what that person might just be, oh, I'm going to have to go too far, too fast, too soon. And that is a terrible thing. So the comparison trap leads to copycatting other people, which leads Mm -hmm. to overtraining very, very often, which causes the injury. Exactly. We had some people stuck in the trap. Yeah. I fell into the trap. Yeah. Everybody falls into that trap at some point. I mean, I, I know it. I have the system, right? Like we've created an amazing system and I still see myself like I I fall in and then I recognize it and then I I can pull myself out of it. But I think that that's like a very natural thing because let's face it, like as runners, we tend to be probably competitive people, right? Like maybe not every runner out there is competitive, but at a minimum, like I was going to say like (laughs) state, like Steve says, like we're competitive with ourselves, right? Like even if you don't compare yourself and you don't feel like you're competing with other people, you're probably competing with some version of yourself, with something that you feel like you should be able to do, right? Or maybe you used to be able to do. Yeah, that's um, a good one. You know, like people that were women, maybe that were runners before they had kids. And then after they have kids, their body is not the same, right? They're not able to do the same things that they were before and they compare and then they feel bad about themselves. And that's not where we want you guys to be. We want you guys to be feeling so good about yourself because as a runner, you are doing something so good for your body. And so you should feel the rewards. You should running should be like one of these things that just makes you feel like lit up inside, not down and frustrated and, you know, negative. Like, so basically it all comes down to one thing. If you want to make progress, you need to be consistent. Okay. Every running coach throughout the world, I don't care what kind of system they have, will agree on this statement. Like in order to be a improve as a runner, you have to be consistent. Yeah. Whatever your approach to running is, whether you start with speed or you, you focus on the strength, the extra distance, the consistency of day after day, building week over week, building mm-hmm. month over month, or like longer cycles, the, a three month period on top of a three month mm-hmm. period, the consistency without that continuous, like, Oh, I build up for this one. And then I fall all the way back down and I build back up and I fall back down. Mm-hmm. You're not ever, actually gaining on this one you always hit the same peak and Mm -hmm. you can't ever quite figure out why you never have that breakthrough race because you're not staying consistent afterwards you never actually dip and then climb higher again it's just a constant wave right so in order for us to improve as runners we need to be more consistent so 
how can we become more consistent, right? That's one of the keys here, right? Okay, everybody probably is agreeing with us so far. Yeah, we know that we have to be more consistent, but how? So number one, make it more enjoyable. It's like, gotta be fun. Right, like it has to be fun. If it's not fun, how motivated, motivated, <laughs> are you going to be to do it, right? Like those of you that really think you need motivation, one of the things that motivates us to do things is enjoyment, right? Like if it feels good and if we love doing it, we're going to be more likely to get out there and do it. It's the holiday season. I mean, if it's more enjoyable, there's a reason why we're still eating Christmas cookies <laughs> because it's enjoyable. Okay. Number two, make it feel better, right? Like if you go out and every time you run, you feel like when you get back, you want to keel over and just like lay on the couch and not do anything for multiple hours. That's not going to be good, right? Like once you end your run, you should still feel good, whether it's an easy run or a hard run, you know, you should end those runs feeling good. Like, and yes, Running isn't always easy. Sometimes running needs to be hard. For us to improve, we need to do hard things, right? Just like Steve said, you recently realized you have to reduce the pace for most of your runs and then put an occasional quicker one in to challenge yourself. Exactly. Like that's what we're going to be talking about as we continue on here about finding that balance so that you're pushing hard on some days, you're pulling back and doing easier on some days, but that's, what's going to make running feel so much better. Like, and there's a couple other things that we need to do to help strengthen the body so that it feels better when we run. Yeah. I mean, you make a good point. If you don't want to finish your run and just feel like you have to lay on the couch for the next several hours, mm-hmm. um, because if, if one of the reasons why you want to get into the, the running, why you want to stay so consistent with the running is to just generally feel healthier and more mm-hmm. fit laying on the couch for five hours after you finish a run is not a sign of fitness. Like <laughs> be able to be in a place where you actually are feeling good yeah. all day long. Don't get me wrong. Every once in a while I've had a hard run and I need a little bit of time, and that's but fine. not day in, day out. I I run and then I just am on a couch for the next, for the whole rest of the day. Right. Right. Okay. And then obviously see progress. Okay. We can become more consistent when we see progress. Like when we actually realize that we're getting a return on our investment, right? Like with running, you are investing your time. You are investing your energy. You are investing your body. You're investing money, right? Because you have to buy running shoes and running gear and other equipment. Like, you, when you invest in yourself as a runner, you want to return on that investment. You want to see progress. And once you see progress, that is such a beautiful, like reinforcer of what you're doing is working. Right. So guess what? You're going to want to do more of it, right? Like whenever you see progress, whatever it might be with, like with your career, with your family, with your running, with anything in your life, if you can see that you're improving, if you can see a return on your investment, like let's talk about finances, right? Like if you're investing in a stock and you're not seeing any progress, are you really going to want to stay there? Or are you going to take your money out and put it something somewhere else that's going to show progress and actually mm-hmm. show a return? That's why graphs are so nice because they like right. you like to see them climb. It's a fantastic thing. Yeah. And people want to track miles over the year and have, that's why you know, or at least have a good idea of what your personal bests are in all sorts of distances so that you have that comparison. And yes, we've already covered that comparison, that constant comparison does in fact sap some motivation, sap some of enjoyment out of it, but not having any basis of progress is also going to just completely sap Mm. your desire to keep going. Exactly. So, you know, running is one of those things that is so good for you. Like there are physical benefits of running. It's good. It helps improve your heart health. It helps improve your lung health. It helps improve your bone health. It helps um, 
reduce the age-related muscle loss that a lot of people experience. Like there are so many physical benefits. It's been shown to reduce high blood pressure, cholesterol, reduce your risk of cancer, reduce, I mean, reduce the risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. Like I can go on and on and on about the The physical benefits of running. And there's research that backs all of it up. Okay. So there are so many physical benefits of running. Right. But then they also slide into the mental benefits and there is actual research into this side also, but you guys also just know when you run, you feel better. Mm -hmm. Like after a run, you are a better person to be around. You miss a run, you miss a couple of running days, a few days in a row. (laughs) You might not be the nicest person to be around. You might be a little extra cranky. Like I know that, that I've fallen into this issue before of I'm not, if I miss the planned run on my schedule or I miss two or three in a row on the schedule that it's just, it kind of wears down on Mm -hmm. you and you're not the most happy person to be around because running provides that, that boost Mm -hmm. to you. Right. When this guy starts getting a little grumpy, I'm like, did you run today? Just lace them up and go. Maybe you should get out the door. Right. So lots of mental benefits, but in in addition to just feeling better, um, the research has been showing over the last 10 years, like they've been doing a lot more research on the mental benefits of running. Um, and they've shown that we are more productive at work. We're able Mm -hmm. to focus better. Um, there's less behavioral issues in children. Like there's a lot of other mental benefits that come along with running. And that like goes right in and bleeds right into our next thing of life benefits, right? Like, like Kevin said, like you just become a different person when you are a runner, like you are more calm, more centered. You can just show up better for the people in your life, knowing that you're doing something to take care of yourself. And I think that that's a really important thing. And, and the lessons that we learn from running, this is really a core of who we are here at real life runners, the lessons that you learn from running can, we can apply those to all areas of our life, right? Overcoming obstacles, getting through challenges, doing things that we didn't think that we were capable of before. Um, you know, the, the mental clarity that comes with running can help us in so many other areas of our life. Right. The life benefits are really what turns you into a better person, what helps you be your best person for the people around you, that helps you continue to inspire the people around you. Mm -hmm. I know we have a lot of people that that we work with that say that they run because they want to affect the people around them. Mm -hmm. I'm good at showing up for her. Once you get your running, make sure that that's why I enjoy a good morning run because it just starts the day (laughs) off nice. Exactly. So for consistency and true and lasting success in your running, we need to train three main areas. And this is really what we want to dive deeper in today, um, in today's training. Okay. So we want to train our mind. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, there are sayings out there. You've probably heard that running is 90% mental um, and 10% physical. And it's true, right? Like how much of all of this is training and wrangling in our mind, right? Like getting ourselves out the door. That, that's all our mind, right? Like the physical act of putting on your shoes and walking out the door is not that difficult, right? But it's the mind. And it's all the messages that our mind is telling us of, oh, I'm too busy, or I don't have enough time, or this isn't a priority, which most of us probably don't say that, but that's what you're showing. But your actions might be saying. When it. you're not actually making time for your runs, you're saying that this is not a priority. My health is not a priority. My fitness is not a priority, okay? So wrangling our monkey mind and doing, you know, what we want to tell ourselves to do and actually doing it is really the first step, right? Yeah. Your treadmill is downstairs. Perfect. Right. But then you have to get on it, right? Like, and it's the mind of actually getting on that. 
Okay. We need to train our body because you want to actually feel good while you do it so mm -hmm. that you can maintain the consistency. Right. If running every day is just constant aches and pains that you just have to get through mm -hmm. as you go run, that is a sure sign that you are not going to actually stay consistent with your running because mm -hmm. it aches all the time. Right. And so as a physical therapist, I know exactly what we need to do to help train your body to build a strong running foundation so that you can run as far or as fast as you want to mm -hmm. and not feel crappy in the process. Okay? Pretty much sums it up. <laughs> And then finally, we have to train our running skills because running is a skill that we can improve. And most people kind of skip over this part a lot. Yeah. They look at other sports and say, oh, well, if I want to train to be a football player, I want to make sure that I can really hold the ball correctly and throw a tight spiral or hold my hands correctly so I can catch the football mm -hmm. and bend correctly to catch a ground ball if I'm practicing, you know, shortstop so I can be a great baseball player. But there are skills mm -hmm. needed for the action of running to be the best runner that you can be. Mm -hmm. There are things on how to breathe correctly and how to move your legs correctly and how to move your arms correctly in proper posture. And it seems like it gets to be a lot, but it is important skills. If you actually want to be the best runner you can, that makes your body feel as good as it can as you do the running because they all connect. Exactly. Because like, I know one of the big problems I hear from runners, especially when they're starting out is my breathing. Like I just can't catch my breath. Like I can't breathe. Like, so I can't, how, how do you expect to run far if you can't breathe? Like breathing is actually, make it tricky. breathing's a skill. Like, yeah, it's involuntary, right? We do, we breathe, whether we like it or not, like if we're alive, we're breathing, right? But there's a certain way that we can learn to control our breathing while we're running to make it feel a lot better. So when you're getting more oxygen in your body's able to do more, right? You don't feel lightheaded or dizzy or cramping or, you know, just feeling like you need to stop. Okay. So these are the three main areas that we want to focus on. And so if you are someone that has followed a traditional training plan, maybe you've gotten a plan off the internet, you know, you wanted to train for a race. So you downloaded a 5k plan, like couch to 5k, right? That's one of the very popular ones that people use, or you downloaded, you know, from runner's world or various other websites, you can download free training plans. The problem with these training plans is that they don't take all three areas into consideration, right? They give you a plan and most of the plans, most of the ones that I've seen, they just have your running days, right? And they don't even give you a lot of details. It'll say like run three miles. Okay. Well, at how far, how fast should I do that? Like, what should that feel like? Like there are so many details that are left out and these details are what is so important. These are, they're so important for us to feel good while we're running and actually make progress and not get injured. Right. These plans come with great intention, but to try yeah. and simplify them down so that they can be used so well, it misses a lot of the details. Mm -hmm. When you're trying to train the mind, the body and the skills, and you just put it all onto one tiny little calendar that's mm -hmm. only this big, it misses so much the details that actually helps you optimize and be the best runner that you can. It might get you from point A to B, mm -hmm. but it's not going to get you as far as you actually want to go. If you've got those bigger yeah. dreams, that's where you need a plan that actually works for you. Right. Or if you just want to feel better in the process, right? Like you can get to po from point A to point B and actually, you know, check that box. But how did you feel? during the whole time. Yeah. And Were I you think, smiling across the finish line? I think that that's a really important thing for us to think about, right? Like how did that whole process feel? Um, and I know that like when people join our training team, they just talk about how they've never felt 
this good while running before. And like, they've done it before they've run that distance before, but they felt they, they always felt like tired or weak or struggled through it. And then they learned a new way to train. And it was like, night and day, right? Like even though you're running the same distance, it just felt so different. So instead of a training plan, like a traditional training plan, like we were just talking about that basically just gives you distances to run on any given day with a calendar, you need a training system that takes you into account. And this training system should train your mind, your body, and your running skills for for success because you are the most important thing here, right? Like you are different than every other runner on the planet. Your life is different. Your responsibilities are different. Your abilities are different. Like all of it is different. So you need a system so that you know that you're hitting all the things that you need to become a good runner. Right. If you think that the plan, that the numbers on the calendar of how many miles you're supposed to run on any given day is the most important aspect that's going to get you faster, you're discounting you. You are the most important thing that's going to get you faster. We've got a great system that will help you, but you're the person that actually puts the system to account. You're the person that becomes the best runner through your own actions. Right. So we're going to introduce to you guys our, our training system today. I I know it's fantastic. Okay. So like we said, mind, body, and skills. And when we integrate all three of those, that's what we like to call the real life runner. Okay. And we like, we like real life runner because not only is it real life, right? Like we're, we are a runner in our real life. Like we are not elites. We are not professionals. We do lots of other things like take care of family and have full-time jobs and do lots of other stuff. We have a real life outside of running, but running also allows us to run our life. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that was like one of our big taglines too, is like, so we are a real life runner, right? Like we run our life because we make the choices to control the things in our life that we're able to control. Okay. So let's talk about what we're going to break down these areas and tell you what's important here. Whoops. All All right. So first we're going to talk about the running mind. Your running mind begins with your running mindset. And you kind of hinted at this going already that one of the big core aspects of being a real life runner is accepting. And we've already seen some people type it in that they are a runner Mm -hmm. without the qualifiers on it, without the comparisons of I'm a runner, but not quite as good as that person, Mm -hmm. but that I am a runner. That's what leads to that, that motivation that's inside of you, that you don't need the, the inspirational video and the fire up music all the time. Everybody loves the good music. Don't get me wrong, but you don't need it to get out the door because it's already bigger than that. Right. And part of your mindset is also your thoughts and your beliefs. Okay. Your thoughts and your beliefs are what rule the whole system really, because from your thoughts come your feelings and your feelings create your actions, your actions then create your results. Okay. So by controlling our thoughts, that's what's going to allow us to do all the other things that we need to do in order to get the results that we want. Yes. And then, then there's goal setting, which requires actual goal setting, not just picking a random number because it ends with zeros or it ends with a five, but goal setting about what is going to be an actual satisfying thing to get out of your running. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, it's somewhat connected to a personal best, but it doesn't have to be. It can be connected to a feeling. It can have a number on a clock 
and a feeling that you get as you try and strive towards this goal that is going to be much bigger than simply saying, I hit the fastest time that I ran over this distance. It's a much bigger, it's a much deeper goal than that. Right. So in order to train our mind, we need to think about these thoughts, right? Like the, the thought of I'm a slow runner. We need to question those. We need to challenge those things, right? The, the thought of, oh, this is hard. Like, is it? Or is that, is that just the thought? Is that just something that you're telling yourself? Okay. And these are the things that we don't even realize that we are putting these obstacles in our, our way and all they are, are our own thoughts. That's it. Right. So we can seriously reprogram our brain using neuroscience techniques that we teach our team. We can reprogram our brain so that the mind stops getting in the way and we're able to just go out and do what we want to do. All right. So the second part is our running body. So to run, we need to have a strong body, a strong foundation. And a lot of runners think that it's as simple as just going out to run and it's just not. Okay. So in order to be a strong runner, you need to incorporate strength training, mobility work, right? Because so strength training, that's, that's kind of obvious. I think a, a lot of times at this point, a lot of runners have heard that they should be doing strength training. Like they'll accept the fact that, oh, I should be doing something other than just running. I should probably incorporate some exercises. So a lot of people will put in like some squats, some planks, some lunges, and like they'll say, okay, well, I'm doing strength training, but are you right? Like, yeah, you're doing some exercises, but as runners, there are very specific muscles that we need to strengthen to help build our running foundation. And it's not just your core. Okay. Doing lots of sit-ups isn't going to help. And when we talk about the core, it's not just your abdominal muscles. Okay. It's your abdominal muscles. It's your back muscles. And most importantly, it's your hip muscles. Okay. So in order to be a strong runner, you need to strengthen your hip muscles in order to stabilize, to allow you to run faster. It helps you become a more efficient runner and waste less energy so that you can actually use the energy that you have to run longer and faster. Right. Because running is running and being strong enough to be a runner requires a whole lot more than the muscles that you can build through the act of running itself. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of runners that even if they, they realize that strength is required, they're not quite sure how to put it in, or they don't want to waste a whole lot of time doing strength training. If they really just want to make sure that they can get in enough time for their running and the whole rest of their real life. So making sure that you're getting the strength training that keys in on the appropriate muscles that you need. That also moves into the, the world of mobility, which is making sure that your body is actually moving correctly, that mm -hmm. your joints are moving correctly, that the muscles are sliding along each other correctly, which does not take a huge amount of time and effort, but it does take some, it does take some focus on this Besides just saying, oh, well, I have enough time to squeeze in another mile onto my run. Maybe you have enough time to squeeze in some mobility work so that you don't get hurt and you can eventually put the extra mile onto your run because you're feeling strong and functioning properly. Right. So your body, so mobility is not the same thing as flexibility, right? A lot of runners think they need to stretch, right? Like, like, oh, I'm having this pain. I really need to stretch. It's not about stretching. Okay. Some people need to stretch. Okay. But mobility, like Kevin just said, is about your joint and your tissues moving properly, right? Do you have enough range of motion in the joint? Is your joint moving smoothly or is it kind of getting like stuck along the way? Is it like a cogwheel that's, you know, when you lift your knee up or is it kind of nice and smooth, right? Um, when our muscles contract, they have to slide 
and glide on each other. And when there's like little scar tissue or things like that, which there is, okay. So anytime that you strength train or do speed work, you're breaking your muscles down in order to, to rebuild them stronger. So how that works basically is that collagen gets laid down to help repair the muscle. And sometimes that collagen doesn't lay down exactly in alignment the way that it's supposed to, right? It kind of gets laid down in a haphazard fashion. So like if you imagine dropping a, a thing of spaghetti on the ground, how it would kind of all be all over the place or that old game pickup sticks, right? We need to help align those tissues. So mobility work and tissue mobility can help us to do that. And like Kevin said, we can do this in as little as five minutes a day. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. People build it up to be so big in their head. Same thing with strength training. You can do, you can get a really good strength workout in 15 minutes, 15 to 30 minutes. Okay. So it's something that you could either add on to one of your running days, or you can make a separate, you know, specific strength day. Um, moving on to the taking care of our body. We want to make sure that we're also fueling like athletes and giving our bodies good nutrition, right? A lot of times we hear people say, oh, I run for the cake or I run for the cookies. And we are all about enjoying food. <laughs> believe Completely. me, I love food. I do not believe in restriction. I believe that we should be able to eat everything that we want to eat within moderation. Um, but you, it's about reframing and thinking about, okay, what does my body need to build stronger muscles, to be able to run longer, to be able to give my body the fuel that it needs to succeed. It's about the the long-term enjoyment also. This mm -hmm. is the whole idea of not just the immediate gratification is making sure that you're fueling appropriately so that you feel good day after day, so that you can keep running and doing what you want to do physically day after day after day, making sure that you're putting the appropriate fuel into your body and not just another cookie because that tastes good right now. Is that still going to taste good a couple of days from now when you're not able to run, you're not able to do the strength training because you, you haven't been putting quality fuel into your body. Mm -hmm. And then are you getting enough recovery? Okay. Because as runners, like we said, when you do the strength workout, when you do the hard runs, like you're breaking your body down, you need to balance that with getting the proper amount of rest and recovery. And this is something that not a lot of runners take into consideration, right? They think that they just need to keep pushing more and doing more back to that do more mentality, right? If some is good. More is better, right? We need our bodies actually mm -hmm. rebuild. Yeah. Joe, you can understand our bodies. When we break them down, they rebuild during the rest periods. So rest and recovery are actually a part of your training. Like how beautiful is that? Right? Like I get to take a nap today. It's a part of my training plan, you know, like <laughs> Gotta I love mean, an off day. <laughs> so it's one of those things that like a lot of people have a hard time pulling back. And a lot of that is because of the culture that we find ourselves in, right? It's, it's not just about running the, our whole culture is all about doing more and being busy and, you know, accomplish this. And it's all the thing, all the box checking, right. To actually take a step back and rest and recover. Like that's something that's not as highly valued. And I think that that's one of the really good things that came out of 2020. A lot of people like to think that 2020 was the worst year ever, but I wanna, I like to look at it and see all the positives that have come out of it. And this I think is one of them, like actually taking a step back and being forced to stop the craziness, right? And, and not have to go to practice and do all the things and actually just take time to relax. Yeah, making sure that you've got that recovery and then making sure that, that this kind of works with uh, where you are individually. This is why like a, a generic plan that doesn't actually align to how you 
run mm -hmm. to your needs, to your goals, to your own personal uh, lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. That's what you need the recovery to match up to. Because some people can run and then take an off day and run and take an off day and run. Some people can put a couple of days together. You need the recovery that works for you. Mm -hmm. You need a plan that you can actually believe and trust in. Right. Steve, why do you say you struggle to run more than two or three times a week? Let us know some more details so we can help you through it. Okay. And then finally, our running skills. Okay. So running is a skill that can be improved. I will say that again, like running is a skill that can be improved. And when you accept that, then it gets really fun, right? Because then you're like, okay, well, how can I improve this, right? It's just like learning a new language. Like you're going to be learning some new things when it comes to running. You're going to be trying to figure out what is what does it mean to push hard? What is a medium pace? What is an easy pace? Like there are different levels, effort levels and paces that you should be hitting in your running. And most runners make the mistake, especially if they've never worked with a coach before, or they've never read a lot of articles about it, that they just go out and they run the same pace every single time they go out and run. And in reality, you should be running different paces. Most of your runs should be at an easy pace. Then you sprinkle in some hard paces or some medium paces, and that's a way for you to get better, okay? But effort levels and pacing is definitely a skill that you will start to learn once you start to become more mindful of your running and start to listen to your body more. And that's just one of the skills. Running form is another big one. And there are some coaches out there that will tell you that running form doesn't matter, mm -hmm. that your body will naturally adapt to its most efficient running form. But there are some, some ways to run that make you more efficient, that make you less prone to injury, and that requires some practice because they might not naturally come to you. Mm -hmm. Some people look naturally gazelle-like when they take off running, and other people have other people have worked years to refine their running form. Trust me. But see that right there, right? I point to him, and he's like, "I've worked at this for years." But like, if I were to just look at him. Or some, you know, random passerby would just look at Kevin running down the street. They'd be like, oh, look at that guy. He's a natural runner. They don't realize that he's been working on his running for over 20 years. years. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? And so that's the thing. And I think this running form is another thing that I want to touch on as a physical therapist, because especially if you're injured and you go to a, a clinic, they're going to do, if, if you go to a good like running clinic that has experience, they're going to watch you run. They're going to analyze your gait and then they're going to want to make corrections, right? <clears throat> some of those corrections are helpful and some of them are actually harmful, right? So I think that it's about making small running form corrections that will pay off big time when it comes to benefits, right? So it's about doing the less, the least amount possible to get the most reward. Um, because if you try to make too many changes to your running form, especially in a short amount of time, it's not going to feel good. You're going to feel completely awkward. You're going to lose all running efficiency. You're going to slow down and it's just, you're going to be like, forget this. I'm just going to run the way that I want to. Right. So I think that's a big issue. It's about doing it little by little. Oh, hi, Nima. I didn't know you were here. And then finally breathing. Yeah. Breathing kind of aligns with these other couple of things. Is 
um, and you talked about breathing before, if you feel after a minute as though you're panting and just sucking for air and trying to bring in whatever you possibly can, you're not going to be enjoying the process. You're running form and understanding your different effort levels really connects to how you're able to breathe, how you're able to control your breath, how you're able to run longer and longer and longer without that side stitch showing up on you, without having to like, you know, just hands on the knees and just panting for air Mm -hmm. because you've run for two straight minutes. Like you need to make sure that all of these different skills come together Mm -hmm. and make you actually enjoy being able to go out for a run and be like, ah, I'm just going to go out for an easy run today. And then when you finish it, be like, huh, I've done my run today and I am going to go, go along with the rest of my day. Right. Um, Steve says, I've reduced my stride length and increased cadence. This seems to have helped. Absolutely. Oh, you yeah. know, for most people, that is something that will help people because over striding is the most dangerous thing that you can do. That's the thing that sets people up for the most likelihood of injury is, is landing with your foot out in front of you. That's over striding. You want to make sure that you're landing with that foot underneath you. So when you, by reducing your stride length and your cadence, that can definitely help um, feel better and, and definitely reduce your chance of injuries. Okay. And it makes you faster. It makes you faster. Okay. So let's go, we're, we're coming up on time here, but you know, if the problem is like, sometimes people will get like one of these things or two of these things and think that they're doing an okay job, but they don't still don't have the results. Right. So if you're only training your running body and you're just in it for fitness, you're like, yeah, I run, but I'm not a runner. Right. Like that's a problem that we see a lot. But if you're only working on your running skills, but completely ignoring especially ignoring the running body, mm-hmm. very, very injury prone because yeah. all you're doing is saying, well, my training plan says I need this many miles at this pace. So that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Even if that means that I didn't sleep tonight or I just missed my lunch or I have to skip my, my strength training on yep. the day, I got to hit these miles. Right. Because if you don't have the body and the mind, you're going to be more prone to injury. Now say you accept the fact like I'm a runner, this is what I'm going to do. But then you don't actually work on your running skills or your running body. You're just going to be confused. You're like, well, I run, but why am I not getting better? I don't understand it. You have a goal, but not a plan. (laughs) You know where you want to go, but you don't have a map. Super confused. Right. And then there's people that grab two out of the three, right? So if you have, if you train your running skills and your running body, Okay. Yep. You're doing, you're doing the pacing. You've got the running form. You're doing the strength and the mobility. You're just kind of unsatisfied. If you, if you're ignoring the mindset, right? Like you're like, okay, this is just something I'm doing, but like how satisfying is it to you? And then there's the mind and body combination where you're always disappointed because you don't have a full system that's working for you. That's progressing you along. You know where you want to go. It seems like you're putting in a lot of work. You're really checking a lot of boxes and saying, well, I do the strength and I'm eating properly and I'm as healthy as I can possibly be. And I know these are my goals but you're not practicing the skills. You're forgetting that running requires the athletic skill to get better and progress. Right. And then if you've got the mind and the skills without the body, then you're just exhausted all the time, right? Like you're, you're not building the foundation, like the strong running foundation that you need to, to do the things you need. You're not getting the nutrition or the recovery, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're doing some of it, but not all of it. Right. But you're just exhausted all the time. I feel like that's where a lot of people go in. They're like, I do mind and body and skills, but are you hitting all of the points even within mind, body, and skills? Because right. you need all of it to come together. Right. And so if you 
integrate all three of these, then that's what we like to call the real life runner. Okay. Someone that can run and feel really good and see progress and enjoy it. Um, and running is just a part of who they are. Okay. So really we want to train mind, body, and skills for success. And so back to those um, circles, these are the seven pillars of a real life runner. This is what we like to, this is our training system that we've created to help people understand mindset and beliefs, effort levels and pacing, strength and mobility, running form and breathing, recovery, nutrition, and then goals and plans. You need to have all seven of these things to really feel like you are in control of your running in different ratios, in different balances for different people, right? Like, and this is what makes running so unique and individual is like all of these things are important, but they're important for different people in different ways. And even they're important for the same people in different ways at different times of their cycle, That's at different times of their life. Really important. The seven pillars cannot usually be summed up in one little printed out training plan. Mm -hmm. There's so much more to it that, and that's why pillar number one is mindset and belief, because mm -hmm. that usually doesn't go onto a training plan. Exactly. So even though it seems like there's a lot of stuff going out on there, this is not as complicated as it sounds. Okay. It's, it's really as simple as this. Know your goal. Okay. Why are you a runner? Is it for fitness? Are you trying to hit a PR? Um, are you trying to run a longer distance? Like know what that goal is. When we get clear on our goals and we know our destination, it's going to be much easier for us to make a plan to get there and actually follow this system, right? Like understand, okay, well, if I'm, if I'm running this amount of miles, these are probably, I need to get this amount of sleep and I need to need to eat this amount of calories and make sure they're good, you know, nutrient dense calories and make sure that like, everything that we're doing with the seven pillars and the mind, body, and skills is supporting our journey to that goal. And that's why we say that the training system is more important than just the training plan, right? Because the training plan is a part of the system. Even if you follow your plan to a T, do all the workouts, do all of the strength training, do all of the runs and nail them, but you're not getting the sleep, right? Or you're not getting the nutrition, then you're not going to have the results that you want. Okay. So it's not that complicated, but you do need a plan. Okay. So know your goals and then create a plan that is balanced and that fits into your life. Okay. So I think this is really important. Like some people can, or choose to, I should say, choose to run five or six days a week because that's what they love to do. Like this guy's one of them. He loves running. So he would run every day of the week if he could, but he understands that he needs to take a rest day. Okay. So instead of running seven days, like you used to, he's, you know, kind of pulled that back. Pulled and, back. <laughs> and there's been, we had some health issues and um, some scares, like some years back, that's basically led us to this place. And you can learn more about our story. If you want to go back and listen to our podcast, we just had a lot to talk to you about with like helpful things. So we didn't want to um, spend too much time talking about ourselves today, but there's lots of, you know, Kevin went, had like a series of unexplained seizures um, a, hand, a handful of years ago. And so we had to, I was not checking all of the mind, body and mind, body and skill boxes. Right. So we had to re-examine everything. And that's when we understood that there was so much more to running than just running. So you need to create a plan that is balanced and that fits into your life. So if running three days a week is better for you, then people have a problem because they download training plans from the internet that have them running five days a week, but they're like only able to run three days a week. So if they only do, they pick and choose, and then they wonder why the plan doesn't work. 
else because that's not the right plan right. for you. Team choosing within a plan that you already have does not always work. You need a plan that you believe in as it exists. Right. So you don't have to worry about which which parts you do and don't do. Yeah. So uh, I apologize, guys. We're going to end up going a couple minutes over the hour. We're going to try to st stick it to around an hour, but we're about five minutes away. Um, so we, I'd rather give you guys this information. If you need to go, we understand. You can always come back and rewatch this because um, we'll, we'll send out a replay of it. But I think it's really important that we cover this information because we want to make sure that you guys get it. Okay, so there is a formula for success. This is not as complicated as it sounds. Number one, you need to vary the types of runs that you do. Okay, so most of your running should be easy. Um, about 80% of your runs should be easy. Which and then you lot. sprinkle in 20% of speed work, of changing effort levels, right? Of medium, moderate, hard. Um, and you kind of do it at various uh, distances, amounts of time, right? You vary things up because you're, you're trying to keep your body guessing so that you don't you so that you can avoid those plateaus. It keeps you physically guessing. It keeps you mentally entertained and engaged. Totally. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit. I hated running. Okay. Like when I first met this guy, I hated running. And so, cause I thought it was so boring. You just go out and run. What am I doing this whole time? Right. He introduced me to this like interval running and different types of runs. And that made it so much more fun and exciting. So you need to vary the type of runs that you do. You need to integrate, sorry. You need the strength and mobility. <laughs> you need to integrate strength and mobility into your plan. Okay. Like running cannot simply be running. If running is just running, you will eventually be hurt. I'm going to say it like yep. you, you will be hurt. Yep. You need the strength and mobility. If you're planning on pushing yourself to try and get faster or to run farther, and you're not building up the strength and mobility to come along with it, you're not actually building your foundation. You're like, mm -hmm. oh, no, no, I base build. I just slowly increase my mileage. If you're skipping strength and mobility, mm -hmm. you can build as much of a base as you want, but your base is going to crumble and you're going to get hurt. Right. So you really want to focus, especially on your hips. Okay. Like without going into too many details today, because of time, focus on your hips. Okay. Rest and recovery. You want to make sure that you are getting enough rest and recovery. Okay. Because again, that is when your body actually reaps the benefits of all the hard days. So what is the point of you going out and pushing hard all the time? If you're not actually reaping the benefits, if you are not giving yourself the rest and recovery that your body needs, you are not reaping any benefits. Like this is so important, right? Like mm -hmm. you want to get stronger. You need to rest. You need to recover. That's when your body rebuilds. Okay. So, um, and this is what happens, right? You break your body down and then you don't build up all the way. So you, br you break it down, you build up a little and you break it down, you build up a little, you break it down, you build up a little. And then all of a sudden you're injured and you wonder why. Okay. This yeah. is why. Yeah, it's the whole idea of how did you get injured? Well, I did it. I did it really slowly. And then all at once, mm -hmm. like, cause it happened over months and months. Right. So we want you guys to just take a minute and just imagine the possibilities that that's yeah. <laughs> imagine the really possibilities of running, feeling amazing. You looking forward to your runs, you going out and running and knowing that you're following a system and a plan that is right for you and accomplishing amazing things in your running that you never even dreamed possible before. Knowing that you don't have to worry about if 
the the run that day is long enough or fast enough that it just it it's the run it is that enough. is appropriate for you it's enough it's enough oh how how often do i strength train which which muscles am i training correctly cuz mm-hmm. i've got the knee issue so i want to make sure that i don't have that knee injury flare up and it looks like i'm running more miles than ever before so how do you need something that works for you that takes all of those questions away that you feel reassured with a plan, not just this many miles on a calendar. So let us know in the chat, what do you want to gain from your running? What are the possibilities? What are your goals? And what is it that you imagine that running can be for you? And actually imagine it, right? Like, don't say like, oh, I wish it could be that, but it won't be like, oh, that's not for me. Like, what do you want running to be? Like, how do you want running to feel in 2021? Like, that's what we're talking about today, right? Your best running year ever. So share with us. Like, what does what that is, mean? What does that mean? Like, I think it's very important. If you're not sure, spend some time thinking about it. Like, what do you want your running to look like? How often do you want to do it? What do you want it to feel like? What do you want to accomplish? Like, so think about the end results. Yes, those are great. But I think a lot of times as runners, we focus too much on the external results, right? Oh, I want to run a PB. I want to run a PR. I want to run this certain time. I want to get sub two. Don't think just about the external results. Think about how you're going to feel in the process, right? Because how great is that accomplishment if you feel like crap the whole time? Like it's not great. Like feel feeling good and accomplishing. You can have both. You can have your cake and eat it too. And I don't know why you would ever have cake and not eat it anyway. (laughs) So I never understood that. Um, I will be running my first half marathon. Fantastic. I want to have an injury-free year and run a marathon around October. That's fantastic. Excellent. Love that. Yeah, the injury-free year seems like a fantastic, mm -hmm. greatest run. I mean, there are so many runners out there that if they could have an injury-free year, that alone would be their greatest running year ever. Mm -hmm. Ooh, leading me to dare to dream of being a dancer. I love that. Um, What kind of dance do you do, Angelina? So you don't have to do this alone. You guys, you can figure it out alone, but running is actually not a solo sport. People think that it is. And there's a solo aspect of it, but we coach a high school cross country team. Okay. And we tell our kids all the time, like people always think that running is a solo sport, but it's just not because it's so much more fun, more enjoyable, more rewarding when you are a part of a team. And the team is really what can help take your running to the next level. When you have support of like-minded individuals that are all on a journey to better themselves. When you have accountability of people showing up and they're posting about their runs and asking you about yours, that makes running so much more fun. And it also helps people a lot with, you know, motivation and accountability continue to run without pain and injury. I love it. It also just helps with the fun aspect when you have the other people around you. And that's why we have the real life runners training team. Yes. Because that is a whole lot of fun. It's it's so much fun. So like we said, we've coached cross country for years, right? And that's kind of like we see the benefits of having a team. And we see, you know, we know, like we have so much knowledge on the body and training methods and all this. And we wanted to make that accessible to people all around the world. So this is why we created the Real Life Runners training team as a way to help train people to run better, right? To achieve their goals. So so running doesn't feel so darn frustrating anymore that running is something that you love and look forward to and can actually be a really part of your big part of your life. So 
as a member of the Real Life Runners training team, and we're going to give you guys a special offer here today, okay? Um, it's open for enrollment right now. You can go to the website and check it out, but I'm going to give you guys a special offer here for showing up today. Number one, you have coaches and a team to support you, okay? And we are actually coaches that care about you and your life and your success and how this is all fitting in um, to your life. You can ask any of our team members, like we're actually people that care about you. We can help guide you when things, when you kind of come up against that obstacle and you're not sure what you what you should be doing, or you miss a week of training because you got sick or something else happened or life just got in the way. We're here to guide you through that. So you don't have to figure it out on your own. And then there's the teammates that cheer you on. As you pointed out, we coach a high school cross country team. You did all of the sports in high school. We needed a way that people who are beyond the school setting mm -hmm. can still get together as a team and have a whole lot of fun together training as a team yeah. and being able to put it online so that the team stretches around the entire world mm -hmm. makes for a phenomenal training team. Right. And then we also, inside the team, we have monthly topics that we're going to go deeper on. We have fun monthly challenges. We have team discounts on um, gear. We've got like a team uniform, which is super fun um, and very fashionable. Um, we have live weekly coaching calls. Okay. So we, we have a topic of the month and we're going to dive deeper into that and have calls to help us process through the mindset, the body things, the skills, like all three of our um the, the things in our training system and the seven pillars that we need to focus on, we, we dive deeper into those and help you guys like figure out where your blocks are and figure out like, you know, having someone to look in as a third perspective, a third perspective, a second perspective, second and third, second and third perspective, you know, having an outside perspective to take a look and see what's going on can be very, very helpful. And then on the coaching calls, if you got a big question, you can come live into the coaching call and mm -hmm. chat with us during the call. If you don't have one, you can still tune into the coaching call and realize that you're getting questions answers that you had that you didn't even realize <laughs> that you had. Yeah, that's the coolest part, right? Like how many, like we hear from people all the time. They're like, I love the coaching calls because people ask questions that I didn't even know that I had. And you can then take the answers and apply it to your running, right? So when you watch other people get coached, it can really, really help with your running as well. Um, we also have our Real Life Runners Training Academy, which is our signature system to train your mind, body, and skills for success. So within that, we've got seven pillars with lots of audio and video lessons for you to like start to understand how these things will fit into your life. Okay. Because there is not one right way for everybody. And I think that's really important. Like, I'm not just going to tell you, you need to eat this amount of calories and run this amount of miles. Like that's not what's going to happen. It's going to, it's, it's going to be us guiding you to figure out what's best in your life and really take ownership of that. Because when you take ownership of it, when you figure it out and you say, this is what I think is best for me, you're going to be so much more likely to stick to it versus like, oh, this is what my coach told me to do. Right. Because the the foundation of this, the mindset is I am a runner, not the two of us saying you are a runner. Mm -hmm. It's you being able to say I am and here's how I'm going to train and to learn the mm -hmm. system behind it and to understand the details to it to make sure that it works best with you. Exactly. You also get access to our Real Life Runner Strength Academy, which we mm -hmm. have videos of strength and core circuits 
four runners designed specifically by me, the doctor of physical therapy, because I know exactly what muscles you need to strengthen. Okay. It's rehab exercises, but it's actually prehab. And I'm actually, it's also fitness, right? So it's not only just injury prevention. I mean, if that's the route you want to do, if you want to go in that route, that's fine. I personally love strength training. So there's also strength circuits that you can follow. If you want to just improve your muscle strength, this guy, not a big fan of strength training. So he does the minimum so that he can run the way that he wants to run. So you can choose what works for you. And we've got videos um, that you can follow. And the beautiful thing is these strength circuits are built into all of our training plans. Yes, all of them. And then you fit them the way that you want. We have plenty of people on the team who love the strength training and try and put it in as much as they can and become the strongest runner that they've ever been. And we've got other people that are trying to fit it in as as much as they need to, to right. keep hitting the running days. Exactly. You also get, will get access to the runner's body, which is a masterclass series to help you figure out why you're getting injured, ha- learn how to evaluate the cause of your injury, right? Because just because you have a knee pain does not mean it's a knee problem. Okay. That problem is likely coming from somewhere else. So Inside this masterclass, I'll teach you guys how to evaluate, assess, and treat any injuries that you might have or that might pop up so that you can start to treat them, especially like if you kind of start to get those little niggles that kind of pop up, you treat them right away so that they don't turn into something else. The runner's body is how to not just put a Band-Aid on an injury and pretend that it's not there, but how to actually take care of that injury so it Mm -hmm. doesn't keep popping back. And get to the root cause of it. Um, And then we also have very smart and customized training plans, okay? So like we said, the running days are all built in so you don't have to figure out your speed work or any of that we have all of it planned out including it includes the time that you need to go out and run it includes the effort level that you need to be putting forward and it includes any paces if you're trying to train for a specific race so the running days the strength and the mobility it's all built in the rest and the recovery built into your plan okay like i won't tell you how much sleep to get at night that's kind of on you right but we'll tell you when you need to put a, we got a lesson in. that discusses it so you can understand the importance <laughs> we, do. we do have a lot um So you can either choose from the library and learn how to customize it. We can coach you through that. Or we also offer um, upgrades within the within the team membership so that you can get a plan created just for you. Okay, so these are some some real people that are on our training team. Diane is awesome. She's she PR in every distance. She she joined our team in May um, and has just been rocking it out and is doing so well. Um, this is Sonia again. So I, I love this sentence here because she, this was actually a message that she sent to us. Um, this is fantastic. She said, is it really possible to improve that much in a few short months? She actually went out and ran and her local running club was questioning her result, even though she had GPS proof on her Garmin, um, because they just said, it was, it's not, it's not possible for you to improve that much in just a couple of months, but I, it I'm is. pretty sure that the club thought that she cheated and got on a bike partway through <laughs> because she took over she 10 minutes off of her 5k personal best right? In just a, in just a few months, right? Just by, just by putting the, the plan and the system into place in her life. Okay. So how does it work? Okay. It's an online membership. Basically you join the team. Um, you get immediate access, 24 seven access to all of our resources, because that's, that's what we believe you need to help you become the runner that you want to be. And then you can also upgrade. Like if you like, you know, we've got tons of training plans already created um, that again are smart, they're balanced. They incorporate all of the things, but if you want something customized to you, we can also do that for you. Okay. We can customize the plan to you. We offer personalized one-on-one coaching. So those are all things that you can do as a part of the team. 
So you might be thinking to yourself, you know, this sounds great, but I don't know if I'm ready for something like this. I think a lot of people don't believe that they need help or that they don't believe that they're it's worthwhile for them to get coaching or I'm just not that serious of a runner for this. Like I run, but I'm not like a runner. It's just kind of something I do. Yeah, do, on I, the side. do I really need a coach? I know that we've right. had, we had one specific client that we asked, what do you hope to get out of this? And he said, I hope to justify the cost. Yeah. And, and he did. And then he re-signed up with us. Every single, yeah. He, we've been coaching him for over a year now. Um, so really we want to just challenge that idea and say, you know, we're never really ready. It's all just about making a choice. So if this sounds like something that you think would benefit you, we encourage you to make the choice to invest in yourself with this program. Like you're not investing in us. Like we're just here to help you along the way. You're, you're basically making a commitment to yourself here and making that choice that you want to be a better runner. Okay. Right. If you're buying the quality running shoes and the running gear, why not get the other stuff that you need that's going to make you be the best runner mm -hmm. possible? How much did you spend on your shoes and then you're not following a worthwhile plan that's not right. actually going to help you progress? Right, exactly. And you know, it's not even as much as a, a pair of shoes. So that's, that's a good thing. So oh, back to this graphic, we have different levels of membership. So that basically you can get whatever you need. So this is on your terms, right? You can become a member of the team. You can add on a custom plan. You can upgrade to personalized coaching, or we even, up, you know, have VIP levels. And that includes, you know, some one-on-one -on -one coaching too, right? These, the group coaching, coaching calls are fantastic, but with all of our upgrades, you also get some one-on-one -on -one sessions where you're just talking to us so that we can help just you. All right. We can help you figure out what's going on. Um, and that is huge. People have made huge. amazing breakthroughs over a very, very reasonable one-on-one -on -one coaching call. You sit down and chat with them for less than mm -hmm. a half an hour. And it is phenomenal. The progress you guys make. It's, it's amazing. The breakthroughs that people are like, wow, I never thought about that when mm -hmm. I started this call. Right. Exactly. Um, so we have all levels. So basically this is everything you guys get. Like you get all of these things at just, just for being a part of the team. And then, like we said, there are upgrade options as well. So you can start today for just $39. We know that that's a ridiculous price, but that's okay because it's something that we really want to bring this training system to more people because to us, if we can create more runners, healthier runners, stronger runners, like that's just going to benefit you, like you're going to show up better for your family and then you're better for your community. And there's just this ripple effect. So we want to make it as affordable as possible so that we can get as many people feeling good as a runner and accomplishing things that they I mean, have never even thought possible before. Like when you start breaking through that and opening those doors for yourself, you will be amazed at what happens. So that's the website, yourrunningplan.com. Um, right. That's where you want to go to sign up for the team. And um, this is Erin. She ran the year this year. She set a goal to run 20, 20 miles, 2020 miles. And she broke it like two weeks ago. She broke it like a month early. <laughs> she broke it like the end of November. Okay. So what she says here is, is exactly who we are, right? When we talk about running your life, it is really true. Running shows you what you're capable of and trickles into other areas of your life. And that's what we want for every single one of you. We don't just want to make you better runners. Yes, that is going to be what happens. Like when you join the team, you are going to become a better runner. That's just a given. But we really want to help you guys up level the rest of your life as well. 
Um, and that's really what we're about. I mean, here. that's, that's why we're really here is yes, right. we want to make better runners, but better runners become better people. Yep. That's the whole point of, of that's why we exist here. That's yep. the point of this. Right. So we offer a guarantee. Okay. Like obviously you guys are runners. Double you, guarantee. You know that we can't guarantee a specific time on the clock because anything can happen. Right. But we'll give you a 30 day money back guarantee. If you join the team and you go through all the material and you realize it's not for you, we'll give you your money back. Okay. Because we know that once you get inside, you're going to see how valuable all of it is. Like you will be amazed at the progress you can make in 30 days. Okay. Like we had one um, person sign up and she had dropped like a, a full minute off of her average pace in a month. Okay. Yeah, so like her average training. Yeah. Pace. Krista, she, I mean, she was just like, seriously, this is like, this is it. This is all I had to do. Like, yeah, that's all you had to do. Um, and then guarantee number two, no contracts, no minimum commitments, you know, you can cancel at any time, right? So after the 30 days is up, if you decide that this is not for you, you can cancel at any time. Okay. So we're not here to, you know, lock you into anything that's not working for you. We just want to help. All right. That's what we're here to do. Um, so we're also offering a special bonus. So if you sign up this week, we're going to upgrade you to our custom plan for free. Okay. And that's, so like we said, we have our basic team membership and then we offer some upgrades. Um, so if you sign up this week, we'll give you the upgrade for free. You'll get the 12 week custom plan built just for you. Um, and we'll also throw in a one-on-one -on -one coaching call so that we can start you off on the right foot so that we can discuss anything that might be getting in your way. Like if you have pain or injuries um, that you have been dealing with, I can help coach you through those and figure out what might be going on um, and what you might need to do to help tackle those. Okay. Right. So the one-on-one -on -one coaching call really helps mm -hmm. refine the 12 week custom plan so that it's a plan that you know that you really believe in because there was enough time to actually talk to you and figure out what it is that you want to get out of running, what's been causing problems before, and what are your big goals that you're actually shooting for. Right. So what do you guys think? Are you going to join our team? Let us know in the chat box because it's, it would be so much fun to have you guys in there because I can already tell by just the chat that um, a lot of you would benefit big time. And we would love to have, you know, your experience on our team because that's a big part of what's goes on in the, in the training team as well is other runners sharing their own experiences. And one person has a question and the other, you know, the teammates kind of chime in and, and help out too. So it's a lot of fun. So if you're ready to have the best running year of your life, we encourage you to join the Real Life Runners training team. And you can do that over at yourrunningplan.com. All right, guys. So as always, thank you so much for spending this time with us today. Don't forget to join the team over at yourrunningplan.com. This has been the Real Life Runners podcast, episode number 177. Now get out there and run your life.